As a skin health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear, if we want to age well, we had better keep up with our NAD levels. NAD is actually something I personally take every single day to give my cells the energy that they need to operate. And our skin also has cells in them too. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects our cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about slowing aging, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's vegan, non-GMO, with three key naturally derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life, so you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body now for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over age 30, help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance for an additional 15% off. That's Qualia NAD at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside and out. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. And again, if you're tuning in live, you are able to leave your live questions and comments for us below on the Rachel Varga Facebook page and YouTube channel. So I'm so great to connect with each and every one of you joining us on the call today. We have a very fabulous guest here. We have Stacey Hanke. She is the author of the book, Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be Monday to Monday. She's also the co-author of the book, Yes, You Can, Everything You Need from A to Z to Influence Others and Take Action. She is the founder of Stacey Hanke Inc. She has trained and presented to thousands of some of the top business leaders in the world on bad body language habits, how to choose your words wisely in the financial industry to the healthcare industry, to government and everyone in between. Her client list is vast from FedEx, Nationwide, Boeing, Oracle, AbbVie, and so much more. She has inspired thousands as a featured guest on media outlets, including the New York Times, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Thrive, Smart Money Magazine, and more, The Economist, and also Business Week. She is a certified speaking professional and holds a very valuable accreditation earned by less than 10% of speakers worldwide. So I'm just beyond blessed to have Stacey join us today because in today's conversation, we're going to be talking about how to communicate with influence and impact through this fun little box that this has become our world. Uh, if you like it or not, it doesn't really matter. This is how life is at this time. So thank you so much, Stacey, for being here today. Welcome. Oh, thank you. And the, the honor comes this way too, as you and I were talking earlier, I've been following you. I've been following you on other podcasts. So to be able to help out your listeners here is a true honor. Thanks for trusting me with them. Absolutely. And while I have you here, we're going to do a little laser coaching for me and how I am performing in this little box from your perspective. I mean, why the heck not? What I, yeah, no, I, love, I love your comment in the intro, whether you like this or not, it's happening. And, and I think that's where a lot of my clients are at this point, because I keep telling them, all right, seven months, about seven months into this situation that we're in, either you're going to continue to just sit and wait, or let's figure this out. Let's, let's make sure that still the best of you and your authenticity still comes through. So you're able to connect with those that you need to influence. And let's have fun in the process. Am I right? It's like, this would be really boring if I was just <laughs> sitting here like this, reading off a teleprompter, what was seeing my eyes go like this, like you wouldn't be very engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big joke with me. We train our, our teams or our clients. I always say to them, you got two choices. If you're just going to sit there, you're going to be bored out of your mind. 
And if you physically can be moving, that that to me is the part of the connection and engagement. I keep saying connection and engagement because that is needed if your listeners are really going to understand what you're saying. If they don't understand, you don't have a chance to have influence on them. Mm -hmm. We just had Taylor pop in here. Hey, how are you? Leave us your questions on how to communicate well in a box. So last weekend, or this, this weekend that we just had, uh, Bulletproof Biohacking Conference was just on. Incredible speakers, you know, some of the top people in the industry. And then the week before, I was part of uh, another summit where I was actually listening to Bo Eason talk. And he's an actor, he's an NFL star turned, you know, speaking coach to the masses. I'm sure you know who he is. And, you know, he's explaining how he is engaging on screen with this little box that he has to work in, like moving his hands, all sorts of things. And I actually started to employ some of those tips that I learned in a training the other day, I taught over 30 physicians. And then the feedback I got on that was, that was really fun, it was engaging. So let's just kind of have some fun while we're at it, right? Yeah, I totally agree, I totally agree. And that's the feedback that you're getting is a, not just what they're hearing in your message. It's a whole combination of what you're saying and how you're saying it and that delivery and are those two consistent? And that's what people will pay attention to. It's not just a message and it's not just your credentials. It's how do you make people feel? What experience do you give them when you, you turn on that webcam? Right, and we communicate through a box. So box. How do we do this? You are a top speaking coach. You know, you have this crazy credential that less than 10% of coach coaches have in the world of speaking. So what are you seeing now? How can I make this more fun for myself so that I can make it more fun for everybody in <laughs> Uh, and there's so many elements there. So I'm going to take one step back to give them, your listeners, a how-to. One of the first things that my team and I did at the beginning of March, and we realized, all right, no more getting on planes, no more standing in front of live audiences until we, who knows when. We sat down and we did a brainstorm, wrote down everything on paper of how we connect and engage when we're in person. And what do our clients give us feedback on? What do they love about how we interact with them? Just wrote it all down. And then Rachel, I just took a step back and I looked at it and I thought, all right, how can I do that here? And so much of it you can, and I know your, your viewers probably are watching me now, you, you still can use your, your hands like you're doing because gestures create interest. They create a visual around your words which allow people to remember what you're saying. So that's step one, maybe that is your first to do. Just, just do a brainstorm dump. Second, I think the one of the biggest mistakes that we make is we have lack of brevity when we turn the camera on. Mm. This instinct that says to us, tell them you're 25 years plus of knowledge. Well, you don't know how many Zoom calls, Microsoft Teams, whatever platform you're using, you have no idea how many of those your listener was on before you. Therefore, if you can really take your message, I always tell my clients to start thinking and speaking in bullet point sentences, really take your message and only say what needs to be said based on what you hear is important to your listener. That's the whole idea of pausing and really adapting your message on the fly. Third, we'll keep it to three. The third is interact, interact, interact. I know this is, this is 101 we've been told over the years, ask open-ended questions. I don't see people doing it though. And the, the open-ended question I'm not referring to is you get on a call and you say, how are you doing? Well, at this point, how do you think people are doing? It's it's just a question that we, we've overused. Instead, ask them things like, what are you doing to take care of yourself during this time? What's What have you been grateful for this week? What's been the silver lining during all of this for you and your teams? When you ask open-ended questions, you get to take a step back and really think and listen, all right, where is my listener today? Which is going to allow you to adapt the message to where they're at to meet their needs and then on top of that, to make sure you're really communicating with empathy during that time. To me, those three are what are going to make you stand out because it's the mistakes I see people make in a virtual environment. They skip over those three things and instead they turn their camera on, they do the job, they, they do the message, communicate that message, and then they're done. You need, you need more in this world, this meaningless mm -hmm. virtual world. 
Yeah, it's funny. Actually, right before this was, um, I had a, a lecture presented to me, and that's just what it was. It was a lecture. Like I started to check my emails in the background, all this stuff, because I could tell like they weren't taking my cues or paying attention if I was paying attention or not. It was really quite interesting, and I kind of did a little experiment, and they just kept rambling. And yes, it was stuff that I knew and that I was still integrating in, but it wasn't engaging enough so that I was flipping through different tabs and doing other things. And you're easily going to do that, right? And the, yeah. same, the same behaviors are in person. I don't know what it is about, suddenly we're in this virtual environment, we turn the webcam on and all etiquette has gone out the window. You know, I, I, see, I see this a lot where it's just constantly, just a second, I, I need to send this yeah. up or it's I'm calming down the pets, or I'm trying to talk to my kids. And I get, I get the fact that I don't know what your world is like and you've got all these other distractions. And all of that was in the call too. I, I believe it. And, and if <laughs> case, like the dog is barking, you're better off to say, let me take care of this for a moment. If it's mute out your, the, the microphone, if it's you know get rid of the video for a moment, but take care of it so that you can come back and you can really focus on what's important to that listener. Mm -hmm. But it's very natural, you know, I hear it from a lot of people, if you're not connecting and engaging with me, I've got a lot of email that I <laughs> need to catch right? up. Yeah, yeah, so you touched on something really cool. It's instead of just saying, how are you, right? It's kind of like a nicety that we do. And one right. of my clients actually gave me this really fabulous book called The Nomadic Mindset. And our good friend Dave Asprey was supposed to be going to Mongolia a little bit later this year. And it, just the way that Mongolians, um, nomads interact with one another is very different. So in, in the book I'm reading, they gather in their tents and they start with a tea ceremony, right? So yeah. they start with like this nice gathering, welcoming, exchanging something within one another. They're having a mutually shared experience and they go through problem solving in a bit of a different way. It's not right. just like, okay, here's the problem. What are we going to do about it? It's there's more steps to it. So you are you familiar with the nomadic mindset at all? I, I've heard of it, but not enough to talk fluently about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's intriguing. Now you've just triggered my mindset to pick up that book because that yeah. I would bet, and you tell me because you're familiar with it, I would bet a lot of their approach would be a more a more focused approach if we did some of that in the corporate world. More team-based, it's more interactive, it's less of okay, here's the agenda. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, that, that's another way to connect and engage right now too. Is yeah. I tell anyone that's meeting, you know, weekly or however frequently you're weeking, meeting with your teams virtually, is you should be rotating the facilitator. Everyone mm -hmm. should come up with an idea, concept. Everyone needs to be talking. It's it's bringing back the corporate hallway speak. You know how you build relationships just at the water cooler sometimes, or in the breakout room, or wherever you're at. We can do the same thing here to, like you said, this idea of team building, collaboration, creativity. I think some of that has gotten lost because people are still trying to figure out how to do this effectively. Yeah, and have fun at it too. Like I wanna have fun with this stuff, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, think about how, if, if there's one, you were talking, we were talking silver lining a little earlier. Yes. If there's one silver lining that me and my team have found during this whole time frame is clients that I've known for 10 plus years, I am closer with them now, Rachel, because we've had a chance to just sit and chat. It, it, I don't know, it's because we're, we're obviously we're turning on our camera and it's not just a phone call, but the big silver lining there is you can really build connections here. We're all stuck at home, the majority of us, to really take the time, not just to build your own development and how, build your communication and enhance it, but also to really build some relationships and make it stronger when, you know, we are back on the other side, whatever that might look like. Oh my gosh. And if I hear the word new normal or <laughs> unprecedented, you're going to trigger me. So yeah, notice. Oh yeah. Cause I almost slipped and said <laughs> all these new trigger words. It's, yeah. it's taken instead of the mindset of what can you do today? I heard a really great quote the other day that said, life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. It's our job to figure out why is it happening for us. 
And I think that can apply to everyone that's sitting right now in this virtual environment and trying to figure out, well, what's next? What can I do today to build my relationships, to have impact and influence? Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, I've actually made a number of wonderful connections and friends during this time. Yeah. But I mean that, like people that I'm going to be really excited to meet in person that I've collaborated with many times. And it's really cool. It's really just kind of your reality and lens that you look through things. So Stacey, my next question for you is, what do you think about online summits at this time versus in-person summits? And you were saying before we started recording that you had actually, uh, I sent out a newsletter and through that newsletter that you can register for at rachelvarga.ca. I said, you know, my, my sophisticated skin cheat sheet, some other cool freebies for you guys to get better skin and all that cool stuff. But I also send out information when I speak on different summits and the stuff I share there is very different than what I share online. For example, for the, the breast cancer awareness one, I actually, uh, that was the first time I even cried in an interview. Because it's in a, it's in a bit of like a, almost like a safer place. Like people have to register or either pay to be there. So I'll be a little bit maybe more forthcoming with mm -hmm. what I share. What's your take on that? Well, I saw that, right? And to me, what based on the topic, I'm, it works because it totally threw out your authenticity. It made you super humble. And to me, those two, authenticity equals trust and trust equals influence, right? And I remember watching it because you and I have only met, I mean, we met once before via video, which says a lot about you saying you built relationships I and mean, we would have never have met. I don't think we would have ever had met if we didn't have this virtual capability. But yeah. watching you do that summit and you were the one that was being interviewed, it just brought up a, a new you that I haven't been exposed to. And it works so well because your authenticity tied to your personal experience which was around cancer, which then tied to people trusting you that while wow, you've walked that line personally to be able to really talk through that subject and what you've experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's if it's gonna help people, I'm definitely down for being a little bit more raw. Actually, JJ Virgin, when I interviewed her, she's like, I hate that word authentic. It's like, you should always just be yourself. But I put a little spin on that. You're going to be your most truest self when you are your most balanced, centered, grounded, and aligned version. And that includes all of the aspects of body, mind, spirit, and energy. Do you, what's your take on that as, you know, a communications specialist yeah all the time all the time because especially because of what we do what i do in my company and what i claim to do right to increase people's awareness of how much influence they have and how to really polish their communication i know that people are always watching me i mean it's like if you're go to, to work out with a personal trainer you better look like a personal trainer right <laughs> or there's just not going to be that connection there I really believe before everything that I do, anytime that whether it's a podcast or it's, you know, virtual keynote these days or a coaching session, I really want to just center myself because I look at it as you don't, you invited me here today. I have to make it worth your time. And if I'm not focused and really centered on just this, and I'm not thinking about the calls I had earlier today, and the calls that I've got going on after this, it's really being focused here. I really feel like we owe each other that respect to be able to give everything that we possibly know. And that to me is where the authenticity comes into play. However, I agree with JJ is that I see it being turned on and turned off. So how, how you see me right now is how you would see me if we were having a cup of coffee sitting at a Starbucks right now together. That's the other Or piece. having our bulletproof coffee. Or bulletproof, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that was a total split. It's a bulletproof coffee. I don't even drink Starbucks coffee. Anyway. But it, it's, it's making sure that there's always consistency of how you show up all the time. And in order for me to do that, and again, this is just me, but I think everyone needs to do it. You have to be centered. You have to be focused on why am I here? Why is my listener here? Why would they care about this topic? And then to take everything else out from around you that's distracting you. That's hard to do. It's not impossible. It's hard to do, especially now when there's so many distractions in our world. So Stacey, right before we started this interview, you got to see the behind the scenes of how I, I prepare for a session. Yeah. 
what was your what was your thoughts on that and have you I seen that? that i love that because to me that calms down right and anytime that i i coach a, a leader who wants me to do more of a presentation skills coaching for them i say to them we've got to create some type of pattern behavior that you're going to do physically and mentally before you step on stage and then again, that's just me talking from my 18 years of experience doing this. I have my own meditation, the things that I say right before I go on. I've got my music that I play that just like gets me going. If you, you need something, especially now, I think finding some type of pattern that you can follow, especially when you feel you're off, both physically and mentally, just helps you gear back to, all right, none of this stuff, you can't do anything about it right now. This is the focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other day I taught over 30 physicians online and I was uh, it was actually the most fun presentation I've ever given because I was more engaging myself. I had the chat open, so I was answering questions live. And I think that's what made it so cool. So when we're talking about online summits versus in-person lectures, say, for example, right before lockdown, I was actually teaching a group of, you know, some of the top 50 aesthetic nurses in Canada. And you're kind of up there, you got your mic, you got your presentation on, and you can't really take in those live questions. They're gonna be reserved until the end. So what I really like about the online sessions is that the chat's right there. And if something's applicable that someone's saying, I can then add that into my lecture. So we can kind of make it a little bit more fun, uh, increase value and all of that. But of course we miss the hugs from the in-person summits and sessions. Yeah, and I would lie if I told you that. Would I rather be in person with you right now? Of course I would, but that's just my style, right? And then yet I always have to be, you know, come back and be centered and be grateful every day to know, man, at least we have this. We've got this ability to connect and engage. Going to your point, using the features that you have, use the chat ask open-ended questions. A lot of times I'll say to individuals, well, before I give you what I would recommend, I'm curious, what have you seen virtually that doesn't work? Go ahead, go in your chat, let me see what's happening. And all of that technique around open-ended questions, I'm constantly checking in with people to see where are they at with this topic? Because I don't, I don't know where they are personally and professionally in their life. And if I'm not adapting my message to exactly where they are at and acknowledging that, I'm going to miss the opportunity to really have some influence on them. Not to mention it gives you a chance to have a water break. Because <laughs> if I'm doing like a full day of training or a couple hour session, that's my little cue. I'll say, okay, you know, let me know in the chat what you're thinking. And then I'll take a sip of water, right? Because we gotta we're talking for longer periods now. We gotta protect our throats. Oh, for longer periods is right, right? Or I'll do the breakout rooms if I feel like I just need to, I've been sitting here way too long. So I'll quickly put them in a breakout room. <laughs> but I'm popping in and out of the breakout rooms too. That's another way to really connect and engage if you're doing more of a, a training, a summit, a live event, to just get a sense for it. Let them talk because every time they talk to you, they're just feeding you feedback and allowing you to figure out where they want to go versus where you think they want to go. I like so to call it, go ahead. So basically, if if you see me do a breakout session, you get a fabulous idea if I need to have a washroom break. That's right, exactly, <laughs> that's really what's happening. <laughs> exactly, it just helps you help identify your listeners why. We talk a lot about a big piece of your messaging to have influence is always take a moment and think about why are they here? Why would this topic matter to them? Why do they care? But you can't do that if you're the one that's always doing the talking really taking a step back and let's go back to communication 101 here you really should be 20 percent talking and that's a lot of open-ended questions let your listener do 80 percent of it because they're really feeding you they're giving you that feedback in the moment on where they want the conversation to go mm -hmm. so question for you when you got a chance to take part in some of those summits that i've sent over through my newsletter you've been able to see me say things that I'm almost a bit more comfortable saying in more of a private setting than publicly online. And I almost feel like it's um, almost like a bit safer for me to kind of share things in that type of virtual online setting than on a public platform. Like, what, what, what is that? You're throwing me, you're throwing me a real big curveball. 
I think that that question is the same as someone saying to me, why am I more comfortable with 20 people in the room versus a thousand? Or I've heard people say the opposite. Why am I more comfortable with a thousand versus 20? The only thing I can come to is I'm wondering if a lot of it is you're in the safety of your home. So now your environment is a place that's very comforting to you versus on a stage or in a large environment. And then if it, you're just the personal preference of, I like a smaller group versus a larger group because I've got more control over making sure I can connect and engage with everyone. I think it just comes down to really personal preference and, and what works best for you. And best for you means you just feel like, gosh, I'm giving them everything that I need to give them. And they're getting me, they're getting the true me, which is what, that's probably what they're going to connect with the most. Actually, it's not that because I've gone over that fear of big stages, but yeah. it was actually because things are getting blocked online. I can't say certain things on public platforms. That's why I choose to be a little bit more open in online summits. I was hoping you were going to pick that up. By the way, before you say anything else, we have to like not use certain words that are going to, you know, trigger stuff on the public platform. So personally, like for me, getting help, helpful, healthy information, I'll go to the online events, I'll go to the online summits because it's on a separate platform as opposed to on, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, podcasts, right. where you simply won't get shown that conversation, even though you're looking for that content. So mm -hmm. this is a whole other layer. layer to the paid online stuff, in-person stuff versus the free stuff you're gonna get on all these social platforms. And, and that that's another, now that you brought up the whole social media platform, that's another place where I find people aren't consistent. I'm guessing you probably have found too, even maybe with some of your guests or anyone within your network, you know them here, and then suddenly you'll see something in social media that they post and there's this big disconnect. Therefore, when I talk about consistency, I'm not talking just this box. I'm talking no matter when that individual sees you, hears your message, maybe it's a, a video, a, a live feed that you did via Facebook, that all needs to be consistent because the minute you start messing with that, people will start to guess which, which Stacy is showing up today. What is the true her? And you don't want to start jeopardizing that trust because that's hard to build back. Mm -hmm. So my curveballs I throw out on social media is me and my, you know, dirt biking, get up gear, in the yeah. woods, in the four by, but I mean, that may throw you, right? Don't let this blunt her fool you. <laughs> but I mean, that's just me kind of showing yeah. myself. And I think that more people shouldn't be afraid of, I think that we should be comfortable with accepting what makes us unique and special and share that with the world because people are gonna, you know, be able to, you'll be kind of able to attract your tribe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and attract a, a bigger tribe. But people know that we all have all these different skill sets and talents for people to see more of that, which I think that's what the virtual world has allowed us to do, too, because you're welcoming everyone in your home. They're getting a chance to just see a little bit more of you, which is where I go back to my comment earlier. To me, this window of time that we're sitting in is such a powerful opportunity to really build some solid relationships that you may not have even considered or even have ever taken the time to do before these past seven months. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the super fun part of this because you work with some of the biggest companies in the world, lecturing some of the top CEOs out there. So I feel very privileged to get a little bit of you know, labor coaching here. So since Stacy is the communication guru, I would love some laser coaching from you on my communication style in video and in the podcast. Oh my goodness, girl. All right. You asked so I can give, right? Please. Yeah. This is the only way we can get better. Right. This is a very common one, male and female. The first thing that comes to mind for me, for you is even more brevity. You have, you come to the table with so much knowledge that sometimes when I listen to your podcast, there'll be something and I'm thinking, I didn't get that. And you're already on to the next subject. Like really looking at your whole message and thinking through your followers to see where do I need to add even more brevity? Where do I need to add even more pauses, longer 
for the message to, to really, really stick. And that's to make sure that your wealth of knowledge, everyone hears it and can document it and continue to stay with you and follow you through it. That would be my, my number one piece for you, because I know even when we did our consults with everyone, that's how I, I met her. I, I took it on myself to say, wait a second, I want her knowledge. I need her to help help this. And there was times I, I couldn't quite keep up. And it, it's really just the brevity. And I shared this comment, this feedback with a lot of individuals. You also, so the other part of that, the other benefit to that, you have a lot of passion, which is part of who you are, which is also, I think, part of your, your big success. You're not afraid to let people know truly how you feel about an idea and it shows, it shows through your behavior. I find when I can get individuals to have even more brevity, to pause more often, their passion comes through even more. It's because every time you pause, it's that invitation for your listener to follow you every step of the way. And they really get a chance to feel that passion because you and I both know when you, when you really communicate it from the heart, but they have to feel it. That's another part of influence to make sure it's consistent. Mm, I love that. Thank you for the feedback because one of the things that you, yeah, of course, one of the things that you're so good at talking about in you know one of your other podcasts that you shared me that was on the entrepreneur podcast yes the entrepreneur way mm -hmm. yeah you're just like you need to ask for feedback that's the only way that we can get better in anything and you were saying that your closest friends and your family are going to be the best people to give that to you so right after i listened to you do that podcast i rang up my mom i rang up my best friend <laughs> i rang up my sister i'm like what do you think right should, and all the they were all saying kind of the same thing. Make sure that you keep it really kind of like focused. And I love what you said about the time for integration. Uh, good for you because the best people to reach out to are anyone you're sharing your home with right now. Your yeah. children, if you have them, family members. My two sisters are part of the company, and that can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing when it comes to feedback. But I rely on them so much. The, the key, though, is two things. Always prepare for the feedback. So, for example, if I would have asked you prior to this podcast, if it was something where you could not interactively coach me in the moment, I would have said to you, all right, Rachel, here's what I am working on. After the podcast, would you give me feedback on it? The more that you can prepare for the feedback when someone cannot interactively coach you on the fly, the more it will be feedback. Number two, anytime someone talks about that was good. Nice job. That was great. And it's not that you're not good. The challenge, I'm not sure what you're going to do with that. Always ask someone as a follow-up, what did I do? What did I say where you gained the greatest impact? Or what can I do to make this interaction more valuable for you? And, and that's the thing with feedback. We don't, we don't know how to ask for it. We don't know how to receive it. And then we don't know what to do with it. And I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot with my clients saying, you know, be careful. They worked hard to get to their leadership position. Be careful the feedback that you give. And I'm thinking at that point, you're so visible, you need feedback because people are watching you and your, your whole team is going to follow and create a culture based on how you behave every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I even do uh, check-ins with one of my uh, psychologists that I work with. And she said something really interesting. It's like, Rachel, you're kind of like, you're in the light a lot. I want you to start looking at your shadow. That's powerful. That's a whole other layer. Layer. That's what do you know, what do you know about shadow work with leaders? <laughs> that's a whole other leader. Well, and that's where I go to. Is I'm going to play off of that. The whole shadow. I am constantly telling anyone if you if you're really serious, if you're really serious about taking a look at how you communicate, how you show up. Start looking through the eyes and ears of your listeners, which is your shadow. And to me, we, you know, we've got, we've got your phones, you've got the technology to do it. Start audio recording yourself, start video recording yourself to really take a look at how do I think I come across rather than what everyone else's experience. That is feedback. And I promise you that will accelerate your development in anything that you're looking to improve. I love it. All right. Let's get into this. The top three mistakes we make that jeopardizes our reputation and influence during virtual interactions. 
Yeah. The one we already talked about is brevity. We say too much. We have these 60 minute interactions via Zoom. Do you really need 60 minutes like back to back to back? Number two is the inability to connect and to engage. And there's, there's just all of this distraction that's going on versus up to this point, I'm looking you dead in the eye, my camera, to give the impression that we're, we're sitting here right in the same room together. Now, I'm not saying you have to sit and stare at people because that's really awkward and strange. You can look <laughs> away, say, say you have your meeting notes on your phone, you can look away or look away to refocus, just don't talk when you do it. I, I use the phrase a lot, Rachel, only speak when you see eyes, no eyes, no talk. That's easy to remember. And this idea of, to me, that's the hardest part about the virtual environment is where do I look? I get asked that every day, where do I look? Well, practice it now staying connected because when you're back in person, that's going to feel really different and it's going to be hard to just lock and load and stay connected. We're on number three, right? Yeah. The other, the third one is, especially if you're leading, well, we could be leading a summit, we could be leading a training, leading a meeting where there's just no interaction and you end up doing so much of the talking. Let your listeners lead the conversation, make it as interactive as possible. I keep going back to, if you can really genuine make them feel like they're sitting in the same room with you, you'll stand out from the noise. So all those three things, we should be doing that in person anyway. Take it now, practice it now in an environment that's a little bit more difficult for most people to make sure you're ready when you do get to do more in person again. Mm -hmm. It's very weird teaching you know, over 30 people at a time in group training sessions, because that's what I do through um, rejuvenationtraining.com. So if you're an aesthetic physician, nurse, dentist, naturopath, esthetician, you wanna pick my brain, that's where to go. But it's so strange teaching and not having that chat and just looking into a camera. It's like, are these, you know, are people on their phones? Are they checking their emails? So that's why I love to use the chat to, it helps me stay engaged as well. Yeah. And another, that's what I do to, to increase the connection. Which is right on track where you need to, another tool to be able to use. Here's a trick for all of you. Now I'm sitting pretty close to the camera because it's just you and I today. When I do sessions where there's more than two people, I will move my chair or my laptop away from me. And that way you know, I can see all the boxes. It's not as noticeable if I happen to move my eyes to the right, the left, the up and down, because I still want to read my listeners as if I was there, because that allows me to get my message on the fly. So use that trick. You can push your laptop back a little bit, or I'll move this chair back a little bit. That way, when my eyes aren't looking dead in the camera, it is not as noticeable when I'm looking around to read people on the screen. Just yeah. put that in your front pocket. This is so incredibly valuable, Stacey. Like people are paying a lot of money for <laughs> this information from you. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to share it with everybody here because this is the new skill that we all need. Am I right? It is. And, and the, the, I, I'm smiling at it because my team and I, we've been talking for probably the last three, four years, trying to during our sales pitches, especially with new clients, we've always sent a Zoom invite. And then some of them would be like, I don't even know what that is. Just give me a conference line. But if we wouldn't get them on Zoom, we would beg them, turn on your camera. We would love to see you because I just can't be at every client site. It's funny. We've been talking about this. And as a team, we've been doing Zoom meetings probably for the last three years to finally now have people do this. And I share this because we're not pulling our knowledge out from the sky. We suddenly had to learn this in March. We've been watching the value of it for so long. And it's, it's teaching people, it's teaching someone who has been skiing for years on a, now teaching them how to get on a new pair of skis. It's very similar in person and virtual. There's a lot of similarities that you can still use. And once once we calm people down and give them the how-tos, they, they can do this effectively. I think it just takes, I don't know about if you would agree, Rachel, from all the training that you're doing, to me, it just takes a lot more work. And I'm, I'm more exhausted at the end of my days doing this than when I'm traveling all over and speaking live in front of audiences. Yeah, I don't know, I, I personally, do you like having my at-home recording days? Because what I can do in between sessions is move around, stretch, 
go yeah. for a walk, go ground, get some food, you know, go say hi and kiss my hubby on the lips and, and like, you know, get that physical touch. But I really miss being able to fly, you know, to California, yeah. New York, overseas and just connect with people in a room. And I really missed this with this last weekend where, you know, this big sort of like health summit and people are my tribe. It's 500 people that are, you know, they have kind of a similar mission to myself. And it's just so powerful being in that room with that. Yeah, it is. You know, and I was at, we were talking earlier, I was at the conference as well. I'm sitting here at the conference. And I kept saying to my husband, oh, this, this makes me feel like I want to be there even more next year when yeah. we, whenever we can get back together. There's something to be said about, and I had, I did a session this morning and one of the participants had said, can you help us relive, bring back the water cooler conversations in a virtual environment? And, and I hear that a lot. It's the, we miss the conversations that happen behind the scenes. And the hugs. Right? Just here. And sometimes I think that's another place where conversation, connections just accelerate when you're able to meet new people and make those relationships. But for right now, you know, like you said at the very beginning, whether you like it or not, let's do what we can do to build your reputation, to make this still effective and build as many relationships as you possibly can until we are, we're, we're released. We're released. <laughs> environment a little bit more freely. Yeah. And I mean, let's just be honest here. Who knows if what the real agenda behind all this stuff is. Yes. I just went ahead and said it. <laughs> so Stacey, what steps can we take today to, I'm not going to let you have time to integrate that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what you said offline, Rachel. <laughs> that was strategic. What steps can we take today to begin enhancing our influence, both verbal and nonverbal? And Stacey, I got to say, just watching you, you know, all the little things you're doing with your body language and just your motions, it's you're like, you're a pro. Uh, it's and, and we're all work in practice, right? There, there's still things that I am learning. I'm still I, I can't tell a lie. I'm learning this. I struggle some days, just like all of you might struggle. Therefore, there are three. So I always give you three to be easy to remember. The first, the big one is feedback. So how about before five o'clock today, you ask someone in your personal life and your professional life to really give you feedback on how do you come across on a consistent basis? What is one thing you can do to improve? Right, that's easy to do. The second is how about for the next week, seven days, once a day, at least, either audio or video record yourself, watch the playback. When you watch the playback, take a moment and ask yourself, how did I feel during that conversation versus what is reality? Because reality is the eyes and ears of your listeners. Number three, before five o'clock tomorrow, before five o'clock tomorrow, whenever you're watching this, ask someone to be your accountability partner for the next 30 days. Now, what you're looking for, you don't need an expert. You don't need to hire a coach. All you need is someone who's going to be honest with you, who's going to show up on time, who's going to push you every time you meet. Now, when you figure out who that person is, and you can have several of these, I have several in my life to help me out, sit down with them virtually and ask, let them know how often do you want to meet? I'd recommend at least once a week. That's not too much in 30 days what specifically you want feedback on. And then in 30 days, if you don't like that accountability partner, you always have the option, you can find someone else. I, I'm just sharing with you what I do, what I do with my team, what we do with leaders that we coach. I don't think you can master anything in your life by yourself. You need the resources. You also need to have a resource that has purpose and then make sure you have a purposeful conversation on specifically what you want with their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the recent episodes on Bulletproof Radio, I can't remember who uh, Dave was interviewing, but he's basically, you know, a coach and he really encourages people to ask for feedback. How can I get better? And so my next question for you, Stacey, is how can we offer feedback to those we love to help keep us on track? And exactly what you said about 
you know, finding people closest to you, especially those who you live with to give you that feedback. And this is actually something that was encouraged for me to do by my psychologist. She said, find a group of your closest compadre and ask them, Rachel, or, you know, for example, Robin, Dr. Robin, she's one of those people to me. Robin, if you see me getting on track, I want you to gently let me know so I can continue to stay on track. So how do you recommend approaching this? Yeah, it's, it's a little easier. I think it's easier now if you have someone in your home with you. And if you don't, we've got the capability of a webcam. You can find someone to meet weekly. Something that I'll share with my husband, I didn't do before this, but I do before my keynotes, I will say to him as he's sitting off to my left right now, I'll simply say to him, all right, this time, here's what I want you to listen for while I'm presenting. And then afterwards, give me feedback. Because even anyone in your personal life, you don't want to open a can of worms and they're giving you feedback every time you step out of bed in the morning until you go back in. You, you don't want that to happen. Be very clear with them. So it's still, it's more of a, a business conversation than you feeling like, because after a while, it will feel like they're constantly critiquing you and then it doesn't work and it becomes a disagreement being really, really clear on exactly what you want feedback with. And that works, Rachel, with whether it's someone in your personal life or it's someone in your, your professional life, just be really, really clear. Now, the other thing that sometimes him and I will do, or even my sisters and I, is as they're giving me feedback, there's something to be said about it helps me to also be able to give them feedback. Because I learn from what they give me, but I also learn from what I give them. Just need to have that conversation and set the boundaries. Mm hmm. And yeah, one of my best friends, she's very sort of like shadowy, if you will, because this podcast, I mean, let's be real, body, mind, spirit, energy, it's all part of it. You got the light, you got the shadow, and you can learn so much about yourself when you start to explore those aspects. So and sometimes it's not bad to explore those aspects. And that's something that's really new to me. So I really look forward to kind of sharing this personal journey. Uh, but yeah, what I meant by staying on track is if you're listening, like a lot of people that are listening here on the podcast are professionals, they're working, they have their life's mission, and they don't want to end up being distracted by things that they might see on TV or the news. Right. So feedback can be very helpful to help you stay on your life's mission. What's your thought about that? Yeah. And, and sometimes I want to make it even easier for those folks. It, it's not even just the feedback you receive from others, because you're right. It keeps you on track. We, we cannot go through life without feedback if we truly want to grow personally, professionally in all areas of your life. The other place where you can give yourself feedback is if you think about where you and I were filming that we're doing this on a Monday. Well, how many conversations are you going to have this week? A lot. That, that's the word on the street. I've got clients that have 10, 14 Zoom calls in a day. And what I share with them is I'm not saying to you every Tuesday at 2 p.m., carve out an hour for you to practice your skills. It's not going to happen, nor is that even natural. Instead, what I say to them, you sit at your desk in the morning or wherever you're at and you think through all these conversations you're going to have this day it's consciously turning this on to think about, all right, my next Zoom call, all I'm going to think about is how I'm sitting. I want to make sure that I'm sitting up straight, that I'm not fidgeting. Second call, all I'm going to think about is brevity. What will start to happen, kind of like a tennis lesson, when the tennis coach breaks apart each component to it and helps you rebuild it, when you rebuild it, you're very conscious of, oh, wait, my thumb, my thumb needs to be down a little farther on the racket. This is the same concept. It's carving out the subconscious of every conversation you have, video on, video off, in your personal life, in your professional life, what can you be practicing? Because it's the momentum and the repetition that's going to master any skill. I mean, Dave, Dave Asprey's biohacking conference on Saturday, if you kind of read between the lines of what everyone was laying on the table, it was what's on the end of your fork, right? It's exercise, it's sleep, and it's reduced stress. But you can't do that on a Monday and then not do it on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And detox your environment. And detox your environment. Yes. Yeah. Air filters. yeah I, I bought one of those air filters. Too yeah. And also toxins in sort of like our thoughts, right? So my last question for you, Stacey, we're going to get a little bit deep here. So okay. what is, 
because you've worked with some of the top leaders, CEOs of, you know, the biggest companies in the world, no big deal. What is your observation with them, but also with radiant speakers and leaders? What do they have that's special? Like what's coming through radiant speakers' eyes? What does that mean to you? What does it look like? And is it effective? A lot of it is that there's they're so in tune with the fact of if they're on a stage, if they're a CEO, they're in the public eye a lot. And they're very conscious of, believe it or not, making sure that how they behave in their personal life is either completely different, and this is where we've got to coach them, or they want to make sure that their true authenticity self comes through. I get that a lot, where they'll say, I'm, I'm a CEO, or I'm a professional speaker, or I'm this or that, and they feel like they have to be this certain person. And if you start to try to fit yourself into a box that just isn't you, it, it'll eventually catch up with you. That, that's one of those things. The other thing, if they're coming to me for training, they're volunteering to figure out, no one tells me the truth. Everyone tells me, oh, that was a really good, that was a good video. That was a good conversation, nice. And they'll say to me, how do no one tells the CEO that they um and ah a lot? And they secretly have this, I should be perfect. I should be really, really good at communicating because I'm this person, but I'm not. And I have some of these insecurities of I am freaked out on stage. I don't like to do meetings. I hate this. I hate video. I've heard that a lot. And that's really interesting because again, it's this almost this persona of your title tells other individuals you're influential you've worked hard to become the vp to become the director the partner whatever it is and you start getting through all those layers it's they are seeing through themselves of i don't even know how i'm coming across is truly how i want to come across but i'm told i have to do it this way so there's a lot of like there's this just this inner battle of title what's expected of me and really what I want to make sure people get from me when I show up and when I'm communicating and connecting with them. So I'll ask you this question. Who, in your opinion, is a radiant speaker? I knew you were going to ask that and I should have prepared for that. So a lot of the speakers that, that I see that way are individuals who do it for a living, right? So that's kind of the, the area that I walk in. I've got to someone that we know. I, I, I look at Dr. Mark Hyman. To me, what I like about him, there's something, and I sometimes can't pick up on it. There's something about how he connects and engages through video that has this authenticity to it. So I like that. One that a lot of us probably know is Brene Brown. I think she has just really the skill of, again, letting herself come through. Those are the, like, the top two that just automatically come to the top of my mind. To me, it's anyone who I know is authentic when they're on, that that's probably how they are all the time. And second, they truly, their body language and their messaging, they both do connect. That's important and that's really hard to do. Not a lot of people are able to do that. They have one over the other usually. Mm -hmm. I actually asked this question to one of my colleagues, Dr. Deb Matthews, she's been on news all over the place talking about, you know, healthy living. She's such a great resource, Dr. Deb Matthews. And in an interview, I asked her, who are some of the most radiant women that you've come across? And she said, Oprah and Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about Oprah too, when I've seen her, I've even seen her present at a conference and it's, it was like the real deal. It was, it was the same person that I've seen, at least through my eyes that I've seen on TV. But it's always interesting, you know, as you continue to ask that question of your guest, going even deeper there and asking them, well, what is it? What is it about that person that in your eyes you see as, ah, oh, there's, there's an outstanding and excellent communicator. And it'll be interesting to hear the feedback that you get. A lot of it might not be the knowledge, like every time they speak, it, it's behind that. It's, it's both knowledge, the message, and it's the delivery. The delivery has a lot to be said about people's level of authenticity and how they connect and engage. Okay, so let's add, now that we've talked about 
how we can behave and communicate. What about looking good on camera? Oh, how much time do you have? I, I want to write a book. My third book has to be around what my team and I have seen so far during these seven months. Crazy stuff. I can I share? Can I share some of them? I won't. I, I won't share some of them because some of them are pretty bad. Things like the entire back closet is wide open and the bed is unmade. Like just tidy, at least tidy up. I've had people do their nails, like literally do their nails when they've been on. My my best is the CEO who shows up with a baseball cap and a workout T-shirt on. I had another one that showed up with a burrito and there's just stuff falling out of the burrito. <laughs> and, and my point <laughs> to that, so my point to your question for, for all of our listeners here, how would you show up in person? If there was a lot on the line, meaning you needed to have influence on the person, the situation, the conversation, the culture, how would you show up? Would you walk into a boardroom with a baseball cap, eating a burrito and your concert t-shirt on? This platform is still our brand and everything that we do, anytime you turn the camera on or anytime you, you have that phone conversation, your reputation is on the line. The good news, for the most part, you get to determine the reputation that people create of you. And that's your brand. Once we start messing with our brand, meaning, well, I show up on a Monday different than I do on a Friday at four o'clock, you start messing with that brand, people start to have doubt. They'll start doubting who's the real Stacy, who's the real Rachel that shows up every day. And it, I'm not saying you have to get dressed from head to toe. It's not a bad idea, but all you got to work on again, where we started Rachel with this conversation, you only have to work on this box if you're not going to stand up, but know that you know, your name is on everything that you do and only you get to change it, enhance it, jeopardize it or enhance it. What about skin? Oh, you, that's your that's your area. <laughs> yeah, that's the one on one. And I'm even I'm very subconscious. I've I've got to just unveil what I'm feeling inside right now, knowing that I had this today. I'm like, oh, I'm just very subconscious. Since our consult, she's going to be able to tell. Am I using the product? Is it even really working? <laughs> right, you look fabulous. It's, and this is important for you too. Yeah. It's, it's so important. That's why I came to you originally, right? Because the skin, the hair, everything in the outfit, everything is part of your brand. And I find just those extra little things. Remember the, the first time, more feedback for you, but this, this is really good feedback. When you and I first met and you came on camera, and I remember thinking, oh my God, I should have wanted to wear a different outfit. I should wear a better outfit because you, you look that good. But because you look that good, instantly i'm like this is going to be the best consult i've ever had much less it's even over virtual because of how you showed up and i think that's the same here today if i would have showed up very mangled and i'm i'm constantly distracted your guests would have thought where did you get this kuka kachu like where did you pick her up it's it's the full it's the full package Thank you. And your skin just looks absolutely glowing and dewy and smooth. So thanks to you. Thanks to your advice and your help. Okay. So what about this? So I'm just gonna be very honest with you. I pull this a lot, the business on top and not so much <laughs> off camera. I mean, let's just be real. I'm human, right? So <laughs> all summer, you know, I'm in Chicago and it's a little chillier today. So I have I've got my red tennies on right now, but during the summer, it was flip flops for the most part of the summer. It, if I'm if I'm doing a a training or a meeting, I stand a lot. I stand for a lot of my presentations, and I do that because again, I want to create a feeling that we're in a conference room or we're in a training room. So I, I do that quite often, and I get a lot of feedback from my clients saying, "Yeah, I don't, I don't see people standing a lot, but I liked it. You really kept my." attention, then I, I totally will dress up just in case. But yeah, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I think there's probably people that would disagree with me on this one, at least waist up because that's all that everyone's seeing, right? At least do the waist up. You'll laugh at this one. I had a, it was a group coaching call a couple of weeks ago 
And I was trying to coach around confidence. And one of the confidence skills is your posture. So it's, it's how you sit, it's how you stand. And finally, I said to them, I go, well, there's going to be a day you'll be back in a boardroom. Let's stand up. And there was one of the participants on the Zoom. His eyes got really big and he said, and I go, well, are you in your workout clothes, your sweats? He's like, I don't have pants on. <laughs> like, All right, don't stand. <laughs> don't stand. That's what I mean. There has to be a book that needs to come out of, of this because there's been some crazy, crazy stuff I've seen on camera. Would you judge me if I was wearing sweatpants right now? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Now today, because I wore sweatpants a lot last week, I was just in the mood. Today, I don't have sweatpants on, but now, of course. Of course. Oh, business on top. Yeah, that is the uh, the meme of 2020. Am I right? <laughs> as long as they're good, they're good sweatpants and they make you feel really good. Yeah, by good, like, not have holes in them. <laughs> That's right. Or the ones that you've had for more than a year. And it's just, you've got to let them go. It's time. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, this was such a fun conversation. And I'm glad that I made you laugh at the end of it and, you know, pulled some very current funniness into it. Reality. It's so reality. Thank you so much for letting me do this. This is such a treat. Like I said, I, I so admire your work and what you're doing. So to be a part of your tribe, it's just a real honor. Thank you for that. My pleasure. And where can people find you? We know that you, I know you have a fabulous book that's sitting right behind you if you're watching. Yeah. So Influence Redefined, tell us about it. Yeah, and we truly, heart and soul goes into this comment. I'm doing everything I can to help from afar. I just want to be a resource to people. So we never sell via social media. We never have, but we are out there. We are constantly pumping resources, concepts, ideas to help people, especially get through this time. If you go to our website, all of our links are there. And it's my name. It's Stacy with an E-Y, H-A-N-K-E-I-N-C.com. Mm -hmm. And it's up on the screen here and it's also going to be in the show notes below. And I'm just so grateful that you are training our current leaders of today. Thank you for the, the laser coaching session. I'm so grateful. Yeah. So I will do a little bit more pausing integration. Yeah. Anything else? No, no. I always say it's like that this whole idea of how meditation and mindfulness has really come to the surface over the last couple of years, right? And using a lot of that with my leaders too, saying to them, you know what the pause really is? It's just making you centered here and here, meaning what's happening between your listeners. I've actually done, um, while I was doing um, an interview, with a lovely woman from Ireland. You know, I said a little prayer while I was being quiet and she was speaking. And then after that call, I had just had this beautiful interaction in nature. I literally saw a sunset and a moonrise that evening. And it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And I don't know if I was just getting thanked for talking about nature in that interview, but it was profound and it was, that, that was like validation that that was a really cool call and I was kind of being thanked for it. So that might be a bit woo, but take it. Yeah, but it is, it's all part of it. I, I really do believe this whole idea we've heard about pausing for years, the more that I incorporate it. And again, I, I'm still a work in progress, just like everyone else. It really does allow you to be centered and focused, but also to come across that way. And to me that that's you know part of that empathy that we talked about earlier really really connecting with people being able to acknowledge where are they today because well, if there's one thing that's tough to keep up with every day every week changes so fast now you need part of that piece to be centered i, I find too rachel you might find this on your future interviews too if i talk quicker and there's no pausing suddenly the intensity of the call gets raised versus beta. right oh totally you start, you know, you can play with the pauses and purposely make them longer. It just, just settles everything down, which is great for negotiations, by the way. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Stacey, so much for joining us. And again, just, I want you to repeat your website for everybody to find you again. You bet. It's Stacy with an E-Y, H-A-N-K-E 
inc.com. And be sure to find Stacy's book, Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be, Monday to Monday. You have so many resources for, for everyone that's been on the call, and I'm very grateful for the work that you're doing. Thank you, and you as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And while we're talking about staying connected, be sure to reach out, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And in the uh, comment section or review section, I would love to hear from you what you would love to hear more of on the Rachel Varga podcast. And you can even send me an email, info at rachelvarga.ca. Let me know what you thought about this interview. And I'm here to help you guys. No question is too big or too small. I'm available for you guys. Find me at info at rachelvarga.ca or on social media at Rachel Varga Official. I'm here for each and every one of you. And I'm so blessed that you're taking this journey with me. It's been quite the year. So let's navigate this year with beauty, grace, radiance, while keeping our body, mind, spirit, energy centered, grounded, balanced, and aligned so that we can continue to show up for ourselves and also to our communities, our families, our loved ones, and also stay on track. Why we are here. What, what, why are you here? I want you to start asking yourself that. What's your mission? And Stacy is such a resource for you tuning into this. Like I said before, a lot of my listeners here on the Rachel Varga podcast, a lot of the community here is our professionals. So such valuable information. And I just wanted to say thank you, Stacy, one more time. It was such a pleasure having you here today. Thank you. You as well. Take care.